to. Um, are you like, are you back home, Garrett? Or are you still like huh? traveling your ass off? Oh, I'm just doing normal work stuff now. So, which is what I was doing before. I just worked a lot of days straight. Hmm. Yeah. 10 days straight. Something like that, right? Nine, but yeah, it was a lot. Yeah. 10 with travel. No, still nine. Oh, well, fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. Of it would have been 10, but I took off a day early because I was tired of it. Yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah, that happens. Don't, don't blame you. <clears throat> and I was allowed to leave, so bye. That's, yeah. My, my dad's in New Zealand for the next month on business. Well, working poor guy. On a machine startup. Well, the the poor guy part is that he's not he's going to have like two days off in the entire yeah. month. So well, I know what I would be like, spending money on in those two days. Right? That's what I told him. <laughs> but like, yeah. oh, my bow just happened to come with me. Oh, well, <laughs> so weird. I saw a guy on a Facebook uh, post probably two or three months ago was asking if people would be interested in hunting uh like goats in New Zealand, kind of, you know, what you see down in Texas for, you know, black Hawaiians and stuff like that. And, uh, and everyone was like, no, I wouldn't travel to New Zealand to hunt a goat. <laughs> and he was like, well, what if they were like an accessory animal to, or, you know, like a, like a, an additional animal, if you book these hunts and everyone was like, then yes, then I would be interested. <laughs> right. It's like, uh, well, now you so. have my attention. Yeah, but it was it was like no, I'm not like if the majority of your clientele is from America, they aren't gonna travel, you know, on a 16 hour flight and spend you know three thousand dollars on airfare to hunt a goat. But and you can shoot red stag like big red stag there for like thirty five hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah it, it's it's man. I had I kind of had my like my dreams come crashing down with <laughs> New Zealand and red stag because like 90 like when is like I actually heard a statistic I, I actually I think I heard it on the Meteor podcast that like 98% of the red stag in New Zealand are high fence well, like they're yeah, all but yeah. it's like yeah. really big high fence yeah it is it is it's like 200,000 acres high fence which like yeah. I feel a little less guilty about uh, but like yeah. man I those would have things are zero just, issue like you if still got to hunt them down. Are anywhere yeah, yeah. near a thousand acres? I have no issue with it. Yeah, like, like the place that we were on for that pig hunt was yeah. Talk, just under four hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, which is about the same size as my family farm down in central Missouri. So I have a, I have yeah. a pretty good idea. Yeah, of I mean, what size it's about that. the same size as the chunk of public that I work in northern wisconsin mm-hmm. um at least one of them um but i mean i think that a big part of it is i guess if you're concerned about the hunt quality ask a lot of questions ahead of time yeah like well i mean like when I saw, the hunt that I, I, we I, did in texas mm-hmm. was um I guess like a lot more of a hunt as right. far as like uh, needing to, I mean, most of us that actually saw stuff were spot and stalking. Right. Um, are, were you guys not supposed to do that? 
Yes, we were not supposed to do that. No, we was, weren't supposed was, to. <laughs> we weren't supposed to leave our block. Dustin, been, Dustin oh, okay. told us not to leave, like not to cross into the next road section. Gotcha. Um, so like you God, had you didn't like. Tell me that. Well, that that was day one. We all stayed in the stands, and then we made a comment to him, or Isaac and I did, and he's like, "Oh yeah, like just like don't leave your section because you don't know where I dropped anyone else off. Like you don't want to ruin someone else's hunt because you're wandering around, which made sense, you know. And and once once that happened, then it was like, oh well, okay, this is this is a little better." I stayed in my stand the whole time because I was a good kid, and <laughs> I wish I hadn't. Where'd that get you, Matt? Yeah. Yeah, where'd that get you? I didn't see, I didn't see a single <laughs> you, hog. The you got to sneak so. up on him when you hear him snorting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like th- this place that we went in Iowa was um, very different. Granted, uh, like if we had been there hunting the any of the ram species or the whitetail or mm-hmm. the red stag or the elk um that would have been more of a hunt um yeah. those animals lived in that 400 acres and were very aware of anything out of place did you see anything cool while you were roaming around oh yeah wait, wait for the video to come out um <sighs> we got uh, like that two different sides of an amazing stampede the last day. Um, so we were trying to find the last pig because all the pigs got released. So there's nine pigs in that mm-hmm. 400 acres. And so day one, we got seven day two. We got one in the first 30 minutes. Yeah. And then we had one pig in 400 acres that we had to find. <laughs> and uh, we ended up, essentially driving um i mean we had six guys and we were just kind of spreading out and working um above the bluff and below the bluff just kind of scanning um and we had worked probably 75 percent of the property and we decided to like i don't know why but i dropped off Cause I had my truck up on top of the bluff um, and I dropped off three of the guys at the start of a new section. And then the, myself and the other two guys drove to the end of the section and we kind of started working towards each other. Mm-hmm. And what we weren't aware of is that we had, you know, unwittingly uh, pushed all of the other animals as we were moving around the property into this mm-hmm. section of woods <laughs> and all of a sudden, like we're walking and we, we crest a hill and like, I'm, I'm pointing out, like trying to be quiet and like pointing out to the guy that's like 50 yards, you know, to my side. Right. Like going, dude, there's like a bunch of elk, like right there. <laughs> and, <laughs> and all of a sudden they just all kick up. And so I've got my phone out and I'm recording these elk and white tail and, you know, running past me. And, uh, I had a cow that literally like came up and stopped like 10 yards in front of me and then ran off, you know, uh, perpendicular. Yeah. And, uh, 
then we were chatting about it afterwards, and I, I want to say that Garen had his camera out, and he was in the other group, and they had the same thing happen their direction. Um, so we've got like two different sides of that happening, which should should look pretty cool. Um, but yeah, the the pigs on on that place were not. I guess the challenging part was finding them. Right. Which wasn't super challenging on 400 acres. Um, right. But we were there for testing. And honestly, like, if I ever want to do more testing, like if there's, you know, unreleased broadheads that we have the opportunity to test again, I wouldn't be opposed to going there. Because we were able to pick our exact shots. We were able to, you know lay it out exactly how we wanted to get the data that we were looking for. And right. The other bonus was that these were essentially farm raised, you know, fat <laughs> pigs. So the meat was, you know, I mean, when oh, we I were bet cutting these things up, yeah. it was just like, Oh my God, like this bacon looks amazing. <laughs> and I mean, like, you know, from Texas, Right. Those pigs don't have bacon and there's, right. there's, oh, no. you know, there's, yeah. there's fat on them, but not the same type of fat that's on like normal pork. Right. Um, right. So freezer wise, I'm very happy with, uh, with the hunt and what we paid for them. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it was in my mind, a very reasonable, uh, hunt rate being by the pound. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, I have zero issue with that. It was, I kind of went into it with that mentality though. I was like jokingly mm-hmm. going like, okay, like you guys ready to, to walk up to the butcher block. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we found the first pig and, and we're like, yep. Okay. I guess I was right. <laughs> yep. This is exactly it. Well, that's, I, I, I think I thought I had mentioned it to you, but like part of the reason aside yeah, from, yeah. No, a, la- a lack of vacation time is I, I looked up and I'm not I'm not going to like give any details on who it was, but I looked up like a video of this place and like the videos that I saw were guys literally like walking up to farm pigs. And I was like, oh, well, and that's this is that I kind didn't of thing. Find, <laughs> I guess I, I didn't look very hard. Um, I found like three videos. I total. didn't find uh, and, yeah. any um, farm pig videos. I found mm-hmm. all that I found were some of the Russians, um, right. which were all rifle hunts, and it definitely looked easy. Um, but the Russian was actually a, a nice little challenge. Um, it spotted us probably 150 yards off, and uh, as we had, I had just shot my pig with my longbow, and we right. had just had that one picked up. We had walked another, I don't know, 15, 20 yards kind of moving through and uh, spotted him out like 150 yards or so. And he saw us and he turned and just kind of started hoofing. And as we thought we had him in one little chunk of weeds uh, in tall grass and like never saw him leave it, snuck up on it. I was like, trying to be like sneaky and like work my way around into position. I'm like, where is he? 
And also we spotted him like 60 yards off again and ended up cornering, cornering him on a, a big rock face. But mm-hmm. I mean, that was, that was a fun hunt. Um, yeah. The other yeah. pigs. Well, if you go into it, like you say, if so you go much. into it with, the, with the, yeah, if you go into it with the right mentality, then, you know, yeah. it is what it is. You know, that's, I buy a pig from my wife's uh, aunt and uncle every year. I don't get to right. shoot my bow at that one. Yeah. Yeah. So that's right. Well, I'd, if the, uh, if the, there's a bison, uh, bison farm, uh, I don't know, 10 miles from me. And if they, if they would ever let me shoot one and just pay for the whole bison, then I'd, I'd be uh, hard pressed not to do it. Yeah. Uh, as yeah. far as meat goes. So no, it's, I'm, I'm excited for, uh, the episode that we re- uh, recorded at the hunt to get released in the next couple of weeks here. Once the video is all ready. Uh, it's, yeah. uh, we, we had a real good conversation and, uh, there's some, some good insights and discussions from, uh, especially from one of the guys that was kind of the outside set of eyes. Um, yeah. Yeah. I know there's one guy that was there that was shooting white arrows with, uh, some expandables, yep. I think. Right. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, I... so it, there was some real good conversation in that. I'm excited for, for that one to release. Yeah. I am. Uh, I've listened to about half of the first night of you guys recording and it was, it was some good, good stuff. Um, so on that note, uh, this is going to be a gear check episode because, uh, now that summer is in full swing, it's normally about time when people are testing, uh, existing gear that they either have, or they're ordering gear that they want to use this fall. So this is kind of a, a catch up episode. We've been, uh, uh, Rob just got back from testing some gear and I know Garrett's, uh, um, his, debit card is basically on fire from him <laughs> buying all the all the gear that he's uh he's bought the last couple months so i figured good take thing a... i don't have a wife yeah <laughs> uh, no yeah, wife man. no kids definitely uh, helps <laughs> yeah, the man. budget a little bit yeah man freaking go ham and no you get no no pushback from me on that as long as you're Smoking not uh, if you got them right that's right that's right yeah man if you're if you're a young single guy and you want to go blow all your money going to Alaska every year, but please, by all means, be my guest. That's that's, that's starting the... in the next couple of years. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was just I thinking, wouldn't... I was listening to one of the Kafaru cast episodes. They're talking about a moose hunt or something. I was like, I wonder how much that would cost. Really? Like oh, dude, no, 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 no. <laughs> we are, we are doing the moose hunt together in Newfoundland. Have Ooh. I not told you about this? Ooh. No, dude, Jason, Wojo has like uh-huh. the the hookup on a moose hunt. Dude, it's stupid cheap. To... We'll have to talk about this later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, it's happening. Yeah, and and it's like it's so low key. Like he sent me the outfitter and was like, "Don't share this with people." And so yeah, so we're we're Perfect. sure as hell aren't talking about it on this. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, all right, then. uh yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, it's happening. It's a hundred percent happening. It's yeah, like yeah, it's dope. But Sweet. I I think I think it's one where. If I think if it's like if three people go, then you have to buy two tags, but it's like then it's like split between like each person. Maybe buy two tags. No, like there's two tags purchased total. So like two people will get to shoot one and one person won't, Uh, I think. Yeah, it's kind of probably just the probability aspect. Yeah, it's it's a it's a group tag thing. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And God, if four people went on a moose hunt and four people walked out with one or three went on, yeah. three walked out with one, that'd be impressive in, in yeah. my book. I mean, uh, so but I had my wife surprise me last week with uh, saying that she wanted to go on a grizzly hunt for our 10 yeah. yeah. And I went, do you realize how much that is? Like, we we could do like a double yeah. black bear. You, you, like, you have the black bow hunting safari consultants book sitting right there, and being like, "Let me let me open up the book of brown bear hunts." Yeah, that's uh, yeah. The, well, the expensive part is that you have to have a guide. Yeah, for Alaska. Mm-hmm. Um, but like black bear, and that's the only place you can go now. So yeah, but. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Yep. You yeah, never the, know. What 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 was the ones the one state was it uh Montana that outlawed black bear grizzly hunting? That's a whole lower forty eight. You can't Yeah. But <laughs> I BC that, I you thought... can't hunt grizzlies anymore. Yeah, BC's done. Oh, okay. okay. That was the big one where they had a, a midnight vote. That just happened, right? Like yeah. six yeah, months yeah, ago. Yeah. Something. Yeah. But okay. Like yeah, it just some happened. Stupid last midnight year. Yeah. vote and you know, the big town I forget what town it is there. Like they, just mm-hmm. went, they, pulled, oh, yeah. they only pulled like they only pulled like 800 people or some shit. And they're like, yeah, the majority said they wanted outlaw. It's like, yeah, but you pulled people in a city. They yeah. don't live right. where there well, are bears. I, I'm just waiting right. because, I mean, their bear population there is you know, oh, it'll, kind of ridiculous. Definitely, well, so I'm waiting for have to, it'll be it'll be really good up. hunting here pretty soon. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm well, waiting for either bears have to, to show up, back like, up in town. And right. people start freaking out, and then they start paying professionals. Go by the go- you know, government's going to start paying professionals, and they're going to go. This is not sustainable. We need to open up hunting again. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what's going to happen. Yeah, they'll either well, yeah, because the, the government won't be able to like government trappers and whatnot won't be able to keep up with the yeah numbers either. Because it's going to be all new territory, and there won't be like established dominance yet. So. The yeah. big males won't be like killing cubs left and right how they normally do in the wild, and yeah. it's yeah, it's gonna be it'll a, be a mess. It's it's gonna be a shit show for sure. Speaking of uh, hunting seasons that might open, uh, man, have I ever told you guys like how mad I was like that? I'm not I'm not mad at them, but I'm I'm mad that they beat us to the punch. The like a segue thing that like Mediator does. Like speaking of this, oh. and they have to like segue everything (laughs) when we were were talking about the podcast like i was like i want to do like a funny segue segment because Mm. like segue and everything and then like the next week the next week meat eater started doing it and i was like (laughs) and missed our opportunity that's that's okay if steve calls i'll 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 tell him that he can keep doing it so (laughs) um uh, but uh speaking of hunting seasons that might open uh, Missouri Department of Conservation last week posted an article saying that like the chances of elk of an elk draw um, happening next year are very high. So I'm about to sell my soul to figure out who and how I need to make like I, that's actually that's all I'm going to say. I'm trying yeah. to figure out how I can get drawn <laughs> for this hunt. Exactly. I mean, it's going to be like 15 people. And well, hey, uh, that'd be better it, than Wisconsin. Wisconsin had its first, uh, I guess, elk lottery last uh-huh. year. Um, I want to say that because there's two herds, I want to say the total mm-hmm. head count is now 
somewhere around like 600 last time I looked yeah. at it. Yeah. Um, they lotteried off, what was it? It was four tags, one tag. Uh, so, so the fifth tag was raffled off by Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. And uh-huh. then four or five tags went to the uh, the local tribes that those uh, elk are ranging in their yeah. in their area. So there was like ten tags total, but for like ninety percent of the state, you had a you know five tags that were yeah. available. Yeah, like, and every everybody I, applied. I, I still threw my money at it. Oh, for but. sure. Yeah, you're stupid. No, yeah, you have to. You have to. Like, Garrett's over here like peasants that don't live out west. Ha, 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 ha. That's okay. It's fine. Anyway, uh, we're 20 minutes into an episode and we haven't talked about anything we've been talking about yet. Story of my life. Yeah, uh, normal. Yeah, yeah, right? So, um, I don't know. Who wants to kick us off? Garrett, do you want to like go through the like laundry list of stuff that you've purchased the last like three months? Or uh, uh, do you, do you want mean, me to get you off? You'll probably have to remind me of some things, but yeah. I just wrote down what I'm going to run as far as like hunting stuff. Yeah. Well, go for it That'd because be I, I, didn't write, I didn't write down what I was going for hunting stuff. So uh, you, uh, you, you tee it off and I'll, I'll write down my ideas after, after you start talking. Okay. Uh, bow this year is, well, first strings of Bowtech, Romex, Hamsky Hybrid Hunter Pro, Spot Hog, Hogfather 2-pin, which I really like, by the way. Oh, I yeah, switched, you just yeah. you just got that, right? Yeah, I switched you... from the option site, and I like it a lot more. So I just I saw like that Option is selling an oval peep site. Remember yes. when I remember when I asked you about this? I said yep. I said how do you how do you line that peep? Well, Apparently, so mine was the circle. Mine wasn't an oval. So oh, okay, gotcha. yeah, gotcha. But, but uh, I've heard a lot of people like complain that the Hogfather is way too heavy. How do you feel about it? It's pretty heavy, but it is. It's not unbearable. I mean, and I have it run like if you run it all the way out, yeah, I could definitely see that as being a problem. But I've got mine run that and your Quivelizer. That'd be a lot of weight out front. <laughs> It just makes it like top heavy. It just makes it more top heavy. Like the Quivalizer isn't really like I'm used to that, but it is a little more top heavy. But since I don't have it ran all the way out on the dovetail, it's really not bad. Yeah. But I do like it a lot more, a lot less clutter. I just need to, I haven't started. Well, I did start building my arrows yesterday, but then I got tired and wanted to go to sleep. So, Hey, story of my life right now. (laughs) Yeah. So arrows that I believe are going to be the setup is Black Eagle Deep Impact 300, Four Fletch AAE Pro Max, Valkyrie Aluminum Sleeve, which is like 21, 22 grains. Yeah. And so, uh, 180 grain short jags. Those are the um, black ones, yeah. right? The yep. Sleeves. They're less hmm. pleasing to the eye to me just because like the... I like the way that the stainless just is like a seamless fit with their field points and the mm-hmm. broadheads. Like yeah. they're just all the same color and it looks super, yeah. super slick, but yeah, it's fine. I just didn't, I couldn't <laughs> run that much weight up front. So I get it. Yeah. That'd be, well, what are the stainless ones weigh? 50, 54 grains somewhere in there. Some, yeah. in between 51 and like 56. Yeah. Sounds, but, sounds right from when I had them. 
but so yeah, i'll have i'll run that the deep impact 300s but i'll also have my setup from last year which was like an x impact with the stainless up front and then a 200 grain head i'll have both just for whatever reason i don't know yeah on your you you i know you and blaine have talked about this a lot you switched to the deep impact because it was a thicker sidewall right yeah those puppies are thick like yeah. triple c thick yeah triple. yeah Thick. Thick. Well, that's, I mean, those paired with the Valkyrie system are... I, I think I'll have a real hard time breaking it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly, if I was going to ever consider a micro again, that would be my setup. Yeah, Valkyrie well, you know, I was between... With, I really wish Valkyrie would have a two-blade because I really don't like threes. But I don't know, man. These ones are pretty sweet. I know, I know. They they are nice. I just <laughs> from, from a from a sweet. like mechanical advantage and like bone efficiency standpoint, like three is my like least favorite number. Right. I hear you. However, but I have hit bones nice. with them, and it does not matter. I I know. <laughs> they're nice. I'm saying that my my own OCD right. just goes. Yeah. Eh. No, I get you. But that would be. The setup I even went to the short jack, which is lower mechanical advantage, yeah. but still dare structural integrity. Yeah, structural integrity I'm going should with, be better. Yeah, I'm going yeah, with that over the yeah, just super high equity and all that this year. So seventy pounds out of your realm, right? Yeah, it's like seventy two oh. or something okay. like that. So. All right. Yeah, you you're probably uh okay in the uh needed force yeah. range. Yeah, I'll be fine. And my, I think my arrow weight might end up a little lighter than last year. Last year I was like five, somewhere between five fifty and five seventy. I think, with a lighted knock, I think I was at like five seventy, so yeah. or five sixty five, something like that. But I weighed. I think I, I don't even know if I weighed them, but I, I think I calculated the weight, and before veins and everything, I was at like five. 15 so i'll be for shame for <laughs> i'll be shame. i'll be close to that with like because i'll crest them again with spray paint which is like five yeah. six grains and then with veins and a lighted knock i'll be back up there to like 540 550 ish yeah you'll be you'll be pretty but close to 550 because four fletch four fletch uh, the pro maxes, maxes are, are small are, though but yeah they're still four grains a piece yeah so you've got 16 grains there, 20 grains on a lighted knock. So you got 36 grains there. Yeah, we'll call 40, 40, 40 grains after your uh, spray paint. So yeah, you'll yeah. be you'll be, be up there. 50, 555. Mm -hmm. But it'll be pretty. It'll be pretty bomb proof setup, which is what yeah. I'm going for. Yeah. Oh, there. Those sidewalls ain't no joke on that thing for They're sure. Thick. Yeah, I was well. I was between those, and then like if I couldn't get the 300 spine to work, which I think it'll be just fine. Um, but I'll see once I actually screw broadheads onto it. I could get, like, I was getting a little bit of wavering from bare shaft, but that could have been me, too. So, yeah. Yeah. The grip on my, yeah. The grip on my realm is kind of picky as far as, like, for just tuning purposes. Like, it's not mm -hmm. super picky for actual shooting, but it's pretty right. picky for bare shaft tuning. Yeah. But I was getting consistent shots out to 40 yesterday so i think it's probably good there you go i think that'll work air shaft out to 40 is not not too shabby <laughs> that's honestly 
if I've got clean bear shaft to 15 or 20, it's, it's good. Yeah. It, it even like, just shooting, you know, like I've got, we've got a little, we built a loft at work or whatever. And it's like, I probably got 10, 12 yards or something to my target upstairs. And yeah. it, it's a clean shot. Like it's not knock left, not knock right or anything, yeah. but yeah, I was getting pissed off yesterday and I had to, just cut everything off and start over because it was I couldn't figure out what the hell I was doing wrong. Yeah, so sometimes you just gotta just check. Got it. mad, retied my knock points, and then put a new loop on, and it was fine after that. So, no work. So, how about you start wading into the stuff that you've actually purchased? Oh, uh, well, <laughs> that's not even your new gear, really. Well, yeah. I guess the short jags were you bought those from, uh, um. Jake. Oh, what's the name from Jake? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they used to be Aaron's, so maybe there's some good juju on them. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> find the find the one that's stained a little bit different. No one's, there's no one's five of those. Five no, of them well, have been ran through animals, so I got to get one. Oh, you bought the uh, you bought the not to get too off track topic. Well, yes, it is it's, it's <laughs> this podcast. Uh, you bought the sharpening kit too, right? Yeah, I haven't used Have it yet. Sharp- oh, no. well, fine. Well, fuck me. I need I need to buy a, <laughs> a grinder. Okay, I'll Dude, re- I'll report back a, later. But you can buy a porter cable grinder at Walmart for like a nickel anymore. Yeah, Come I just on. have to actually go to the store. Yeah, you're right. Busy yes. guy. Yeah, <laughs> Amazon man, Amazon Prime. Everything that's is true. Like yeah, days. that's true. I just bought Joel's book while we were sitting here. Did you, Dude. Yeah. I've read the first half of it. It's 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 not too long. It's only like <laughs> you're probably eight. like I'm an idiot. Yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> Total idiot. I, I, I know. I think Rob said I, he got to listen. To the yeah, I listened to the episode, and even yeah. I was just like, "Huh." I mean, I do yeah. some of this stuff already, but not all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, but I can yeah. think of times like when I have like just about every animal that I knew I was going to kill. I've said, "You're dead" right before I shot it. Yeah. Like checkmate, buddy. You're dead. Time's up. Mm-hmm. But then there are some where I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't know if I let doubt creep in or just mind wander because it does that. And oh, yeah. Yeah, those were the ones I missed. Yeah, stay. Got to stay mentally checked in, that's for sure. All right. But anyway, so back to the thing. So I bought a 44 mag from Kefaru to replace my fulcrum, which was replaced by my Mountain Warrior. I sold both of those, bought a 44 mag. <laughs> and you bought the Mountain Warrior not that long ago, right? You I never even used it. Yeah, I, it was still in the box. <laughs> you bought the Mountain Warrior when I bought my Reckoning. Yeah. What were you running before that? The Fulcrum. The Fulcrum. Oh, well, okay. actually, I had used the Fulcrum for elk season last year, and then I bought the Apollo, so that was my like little run around, run and yeah. gun pack. Yeah, yeah. Which I was right. running for bear season, but yeah, bought the forty four mag for like more than a day pack. Yeah. Oh, and I bought like a, a what else did I buy from them? I bought like a cargo net, a pair of tarp, pockets. Bought a bunch of shit. Yeah, man, I need to I need to get one of their tarps to mess around with. Well, they're four weeks out now, so. Yeah, well, I don't I don't think. <laughs> oh I yeah, you're not going anywhere. So yeah. yeah, yeah, that's man. My my freaking diverticulitis keeps attacking me, so I need to. I you weren't even me and Rob before you joined, uh, and we were recording like. Yesterday I had like a really bad episode. Like thought Oof. I was going back to the hospital kind of thing. So Oof. yeah, it it sucked. So I need to I need to get that in check and make sure it's like not an issue before I 
yeah, venture well, into the woods for a week by myself. Yeah, and, I want to go out there and start shitting blood. Probably a good yeah. call. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So limited to whitetail, I guess I will be this fall. It happens. Yeah. So you bought your 44 mag. Bought the 44 mag. Um, ordered some 18 by 56 Maven B5s. Whew. Oh, yeah. Baby. Yep. Uh, ordered Baby. a new tripod to go with it. So that'll be here somewhat soon. Yeah. Is it like a mega lightweight tripod or? Yeah, it's like, well, it's pretty light. It's like two ounces heavier than the slick with an outdoorsman's head. Mm-hmm. But it's it's a Suri or something like that. But it's hmm. it's on the Elk Addicts store page. Oh, there you go. But I get I'm on Team Elk Addicts or whatever, I guess. So I get <laughs> special pricing for some stuff. Right. Um but yeah, bought a new tripod because I just I just have like a cheap aluminum Manfrotto one and it it was okay for last year, but it's kind of noisy and heavy. Yeah. yeah, Manfrotto makes like that. That you can Manfrotto makes stuff all the way down to stuff that you can buy at Walmart, all the way up to like the most expensive tripods. Yeah, I mean this Very one crazy. wasn't super cheap. It was. I mean it's one of their nicer aluminum ones, but it's just kind of creaky. And once you get dirt yeah. in it, it doesn't like to like the locking open things closed. doesn't like yeah. to open too much. But yeah, yep. So I got that. Uh, that'll live on. Those will live on the tripod. But then I bought a new. Bino harness, outdoor vision, ridge top harness. It's quite okay. nice. So what, what did you have before that? Did you have an Alaska Guide Creations? Yes. Okay. And I what, hated it. So why didn't you like the AGC? So the many reasons I did not like the AGC were it opened the wrong way, opened towards me, which is kind of annoying when you want to just drop your glasses back in because you have right. to open it back you up. Like, like hold not it up, really put it in. Yeah, yeah. Not super friendly for one hand operation, but it's doable. Right. Uh, the main reason was that it rubbed my neck, and I don't know mm, if that's got up, because got up, like got up too high on you. Well, like the like if I wore a t-shirt, it would like Those cut traps. into my it would mm. cut into my neck, and I don't know if it is because like I lift so my trap to neck angle is not so nice for fucking bino harness. Whatever, sure. I don't know, but it rubbed my neck, and stop, it, it annoyed out. it annoyed the out. shit out of me. So that was another reason, and then. It would not stay tight, like around my body. It didn't stay tight at all. That's one. That's one insane. thing that I have noticed about mine. I just thought maybe I was a complete idiot, but mine won't well, stay. So, mine won't stay super tight either. But if I keep the little like bands on it, how I'm supposed to, like every like hour or so after walking around, I can just give each side like a little tug, and it's it's normally yeah, okay. I mean, but I do that, but I had to adjust all the time. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I'm moving all the time too, so. Right. Constantly moving. It's constantly giving it opportunities to loosen up. But on the new one, like it's got like a, so you know, the Kefaru strap things like the, I don't even know what they call them. Just yeah, the, I don't know. Um, the pole, the things that the you pull the straps through. It's got like a lock type thing to it. Oh, yeah. So the the strap things for the AGC, they don't have that. Like it only feeds through once, which is why it loosens up. Yep. Or it's just not as positive of a lock. So it doesn't stay still. But my new one has that like the same style as the, the Kifaru stuff. Mm -hmm. 
So it actually stays where it's supposed to, and I don't have to worry about it. And uh, so the AGC sits super low, like it sits like below my sternum, mm-hmm. whereas the the outdoor vision one sits like up on my chest, like above, like the bottom of it hits right at my sternum, whereas the top of the AGC one would sit at the bottom of my sternum or whatever, right in my sternum. And like no amount of adjusting brought the AGC up higher. Like that was with it as high as possible. Hmm. I don't know. That, I, mean, I feel like I, I feel it could like have been would... some user error too, but I just yeah. didn't like it. Well, I, I I've always felt mine rides a little like a little bit lower than I anticipated, but so I don't feel like that's too much of a user error. I feel like we have a couple of the same issues. I guess I don't care that it opens like backwards, especially for like whitetail hunting. Like it's not a real right. big deal for me. Uh, but I don't know. Like I like mine, but I also, the only other one I ever have to compare to it is like a, I think it's an S four. I don't know. It's a cheap one, mm-hmm. uh, that like it was, you know, a really cheap vinyl harness. So yeah. getting I mean, that, that so AGC the one, it was like, Oh wow. Yeah. That's the only one that I've ever had. So I didn't right. have a frame of reference, but now that I have my new one, I'm like, Oh wow. It doesn't have to annoy me constantly. Okay. Right. Well, this right. is much better. Yeah. Why didn't I do this sooner? Yeah. But then uh, when we, uh, when you your internet died, uh, Rob and I were talking about my Kydex rangefinder holder, and I'm trying to decide whether or not I'm going to try to use it. Yeah. How'd that work out? You, know, you, you uh, built the one for that, and you built one for your uh, um, Silverback, right? Yeah. The release holder is super handy. Um, but the, I think I might just shoot my wise guy for the season so i won't need it but um unless i catch a real bad case of target panic in the middle of the season which i should probably find some wood to knock on yeah i've got um I've got right on right on <laughs> but yeah so uh i won't need that but so the rangefinder one is nice it's super easy in and out and all that. And it has enough retention that I'm not worried that it's going to like pop out if I have to take off running or anything, but right. Um, I'm worried about like sticks and stuff hitting it and it making a super loud noise. Like when I don't want it to, cause that's exactly when it would happen. Yep. Um, other than that, I mean, it, or, uh... it, yeah, other than that, it would be totally fine to use, but I'm just worried about it making a noise that would be foreign when I don't want it to make a noise. Right. Anything else? Did you buy anything else? Oh, you bought oh. your Matrix target. I know the you're Matrix target. Hunt. You're not going to hunt with it, but no, unless you're that, like well, really, really I, dedicated I, to do I that. can take it to camp with me because it breaks down into different yeah. sizes. Yeah. Or I can just take a single hex, which is super handy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, that thing is sweet and it's going to last forever. Like even yeah. like I've shot, I've probably only put like 200 arrows into it, but you can't tell. I mean, it, it'll definitely hold up longer than my Reinhardt did. And I've had that thing for three years and I've shot it with everything. So you, and have, I only uh, have, you only have to replace the, like the single hex you can replace. Mm-hmm. Right, and you can rotate them around so you don't have to shoot the same one all the time. So, how much does a single hex cost? So, like forty-five bucks, something like that. Fifty bucks, bucks I think. Yeah, that's not yeah. too bad. No, that's about that's about what you'll spend on a target every year. But you'll get that a way bigger one. target. Oh, yeah, most yeah. of the the normal block targets are a hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. 
And then how much? How much did the how much did Matrix run? Three bills. Three. The big three ones. Three seventy five. Shit. Yeah. Okay. That's not. Which, that's not that bad. No. If, if you if can you, get a like, couple years out of it. Yeah. If you look at it as an investment standpoint, like yeah, it's a lot upfront, and not everybody has that. But like I said, I've had an eighteen to one for three years, mm-hmm. and I paid whatever those are one twenty or whatever they cost. Yeah. So if I even just dividing the 375 over three to four years minimum, like it's a good investment. Yeah. I've always been told, I don't know if this is a complete rumor or not, but I've always been told that if you, if you, if you shoot out a Reinhardt 18 to one, like through every side and everything that you possibly can, that they'll just give you another one. This is what the, this somebody yeah. said it on the internet, so it has to be. True. You have to. Oh, well, yeah. that is exactly. their warranty, but you have to do it in a year, which is probably impossible. She many Christmas. Yeah, that's yeah. a lot like, of angles. You'd have to shoot it with nothing but single bevel bevels from January to December, and then you might still not make it. Yeah, go I'd grab be a scared a to... fire in the hole and see what you get. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or shoot it with toxics all year, I guess. Yeah, shoot Jeez. it with toxics until it doesn't stop anything anymore. <laughs> but mine still yeah. stops arrows, and it like it's getting pretty punked out on most of the sides. So, uh, oh. what else did I buy? Hunting season is an expensive time. I'm gonna yeah. buy new boots. Uh, I'm gonna run the crispy Valdrez this year instead oh, yeah, of the nice. Nevadas. Um, I have the. I mean, I've got my Nevadas. I'm gonna try to get them resold if they'll see if they'll do that. If they're a good candidate for that, but I don't know if they are. Um, sorry, my dog's coughing and back here. It's fine. Um, I can edit it out. Mm-hmm. And then I bought a recurve. Yes, you did. Yeah. Yes, you did. Yeah. What'd you get? Don't I blame you. <laughs> <laughs> I blame you, first off, for telling me to look at Leatherwall. Yep. And then secondly, when I found the bow that I found, you're like, yeah, that'd be cool. Meanwhile, I know you're sitting like wherever you were sitting at the time, just like evil, maniacal laughing at me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> exactly what I was doing. <laughs> okay. Much, so, yeah. Yeah, I uh, got a buckskin Hoyt Satori. I think it's the Fred Eichler edition. Yeah, yeah, I think they're all the Fred Eichler edition. Yeah, Hoyt Satori 19-inch riser with Morrison Max Ford Longs. Oh, they yeah. They are 46 pounds at 29 inches, which is what my draw length is, I think. It's, it's or exactly, close to it. It's exactly what you need. Like, yeah. exactly what you need. That's what I need for now. Um, yeah. Some of Sam's limbs will definitely make it onto that riser as soon as I can get them. Mm-hmm. It was Speaking funny because of... I I messaged him a picture of that and I was like, I have this coming to me. He's like, those are Morrison limbs. I'm like, I know, <laughs> sir. I need to get some of yours later, but I can't do that right now, can I? He's like, oh, uh, no. <laughs> uh, so if, uh, for those who may be wondering, Sam is probably going to be in the next four or five episodes, I would guess, like within the next month. Uh, so I know a lot of people have been waiting on his limbs, so be prepared. They're about to hit the market. And Sam literally just messaged me, and he's bonding. He was bonding up my limbs right now, uh, and he said, 
um, I've been shooting the latest set I bonded up. They shoot very, very, very nice. Best I have built so far. Ultra smooth, no camming, very, very quiet. So, yeah, it's, I knew say, that he was supposed to be uh, bonding up my single piece this week. Yeah, yeah. So to say that I am excited is a bit of an understatement. Uh, but uh, I am. Uh, if if Sam, when Sam says very, very, very. I get really excited because his, his standard for everything is like, if it's not unbelievable, it's garbage. Like Sam, Sam literally, when he (laughs) sent me these modes, (laughs) when he sent me these limbs, he was like, I don't even want you to shoot these in public. Like, don't take them out in public. People won't take me seriously. And, and I was like, Sam, it's not a big deal. So I took him to this shoot. And everyone was like, dude, what are those? And I was like, oh, they're a new, they're a new limb that's going to be coming out. And literally every person that shot him was like, I'm really into these. And Sam, of three days before that, was like, don't even take these out. I'm so embarrassed by them. So if Sam is happy <laughs> with accurate. these limbs, yeah. that he, yeah, if he's happy with these limbs he just built, then uh, I am uh, excited to say the least. So yeah, to dude, I'm, fair, I'm, isn't he like a legitimate rocket science or scientist or something? Yes. Yeah. He's an aerospace yeah. engineer. Yeah. Right. So like yeah. his standards should probably be pretty high. <laughs> yeah. 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 For sure. Uh but yeah. I mean I'm pumped. I'm pumped that you got a got a recurve with some uh a, a well set that- recurve. A recurve that's that will be suitable for you because you had that yeah. one that was like 56 just, pounds or whatever yeah, it's, it's like just it's too heavy. Like I don't yeah. want to I tried to not be a bitch and shoot it but it's just too heavy. Yeah. No, for if I you're shoot it if consistently, you're, like I could sort of, but after like a few rounds of like five or six, I'd start to get tired and yeah, yeah. No. If you want to keep it I as was a not trainer, learning good habits. It's not a bad. Yeah. If you want to keep it as a trainer, it wouldn't be too bad just to like pull it back and hold it. But I but you have your acubo. you have your yeah you've got your acubo and I that, still shoot so. a compound. So like I'm not. Yeah. It's not like I'm not using those muscles, but right. Man, trad muscles are a different group. I'm telling you, I know. I mean, well, with that bow, it doesn't. They don't feel super different. I do know. I did. I think I need to like figure out how to draw properly, though, because I shot. I just put. I went and bought a string and put it on or whatever, and shot just mm-hmm. like fifteen, twenty arrows. You know, three yards in my apartment or whatever. Right, and the next day my elbow was killing me, and I don't know what I did. Yep. It's because you but. didn't have a turn turned up or down the right way when you were drawing. Yeah, probably. I mean, probably I, had yeah, it. I drew you, it. Probably, out, I'm, but I'm guessing probably, you had it. I don't know. I'm guessing you had it low. I'm, I, if I had to guess, you probably had it low, and that'll that'll put a lot of. I don't think so because I I draw no. when I draw my compound. I mean, I draw high elbow, but it's hmm. different. Like it's different, but. I still try to keep my elbow up, but well, I don't know. I'll figure it out. Maybe I'm wrong, or yeah. I'll need Tommy John. Who knows? <laughs> I know. It also I know could. I did go to the that, gym so. that day, so it could have been something from that. Yeah, it could be a combination. I was doing for sure. a little bit of dumbbell bench, which I never do, so it was probably all of the above. Yeah. Well, did you buy anything else, or is that it? <laughs> um. Good question. <laughs> you bought you bought I've the first you forgot. bought the first half of Bass Pro. <laughs> Did you buy the other half of Bass Pro? Uh, Actually, I what's funny is like everything forgot. that you bought 
would not be available at Bass Pro. Nothing is available at Bass Pro. Yeah, that's. Uh, I tried to I, explain that to. Uh, yeah, I tried to explain that to my girlfriend too, and I'm like, she's like, can't you just go get that at Cabela's? I'm like, no, no, yeah, nothing I buy is at Cabela's. Yep. No, I know exactly <laughs> what you mean. A guy the other day messaged messaged the page and was like. I have this Cabela's gift card. What should I buy? And I was like, uh, like he was asking about broadheads. Oh, so I was like, uh, I don't know. I think I recommended QADs uh, if they've got them. Yeah. QAD exoduses (laughs) is what I said. That's about it. Yeah. And, uh, and he was like, I think those might be considered illegal in my state. And I was like, that sucks because that's like the only thing I would recommend from Cabela's. Yeah. I remember that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. That sucks. Which I guess it, I'm they still might not be. sure if that's the case. I don't. I don't think. I don't was, think that they are. It was Idaho, and I yeah. think that yeah, I don't know. It was probably yeah. a misinterpreted, probably law I, I, by whoever think, the game warden or whatever he that, talked to was. But. Yeah, I think that he thought that it was barbed, but it's not. It's not a barbed broadhead. No, because we. I think we both asked him that, and he said something. It was because the blades are they sit over top of the shaft. Oh yeah, but the yeah. definition, yes, 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 the yes, definition yes, yes. on the it's regulations a, say that angle. it has to be for barbed, yes. But like he, the definition on the regulations said that the blades can't precede the shaft and the knock or something. Yeah, like that. it's or it's too. Pre- like, yeah, you've seen like those that. stupid like, like speed, something. If the you slash the, arrows the, yeah the arrows that have like the yeah. barbs that are like built into them yeah, like the, yeah. the blades that's what they're trying to like yeah. say you can't do this and uh i think he was reading into it saying they're thinking that would be against that or, or that game warden he talked to said that's against that but that game warden i don't think knew what he was talking about so right yeah anyway i don't know but yeah, yeah. i was looking Nothing. at the qad's the other day and i was like man these are actually like for what they for are a standard head they're yeah. they're nice. like the 125s are big bastards like mm-hmm. i'd shoot yeah. them and the, we need like, to do, the feral on them is pretty good but. we need to do a uh a walmart slash bass pro episode like if yeah if this is all you got then <laughs> this like, is what you should do what are you that would be my together? that would be my answer is qad's don't buy yeah that. qad's maybe a slick trick yeah if slick you got trick, to slick trick would be another also one, yeah. Wear gloves when you take the slick tricks out of the package. Dude, they're sharp as hell. You they will really cut are. yourself. They're you'll so cut yourself damn sharp. And you won't realize that you've cut yourself until you're yeah. dripping blood everywhere. Yeah. Slick tricks are sharp, sharp as hell. Um, all right. Well, do you want me to go next, Rob? Or, or don't do you matter. Wanna... I can go. You can okay. go. Well, uh, I guess I already kind of spilled the beans on uh, my limbs because Sam is building those right now. Uh, but. So I did get a new riser. I don't know if I've mentioned that on the podcast yet. I just picked up a WF-19 from CD Archery, mm-hmm. which is like the perfect hunting riser. Uh, after messing with it with for a little bit, I'm like, yep, this is everything that I want in a in an ILF hunting riser for a, uh, for a recurve. So very, very happy with that. And I got it in Jesse James Green, which is just so beautiful. Oh, it's, it's great. It's such a great color. Uh, I might... I think I've got it here. Yeah, here it is. I've seen it. I yeah. saw pictures, but yeah. Oh yeah. It's hard to get the the colors. Don't do this justice. Yeah. But I am. So you'll see this like weird contraption on the side. Is that I your am, cooker thing? So this is a uh, plunger button. 
Um, uh, so this basically, uh, I'm going to contrast it up to my face here so you can see it. So this plunger will move Mm -hmm. in and out so you can adjust the tension on that. And it's basically like a left or right uh, adjustable. Yeah. Well, but you can also adjust your like left or right impacts on the tension of this and and you can adjust the center shot too. Uh, So instead of like building out your wrist, you just do that. Yep. Yeah. So, so you can, you adjust the plunger in and out to adjust your center shot and then you adjust plunger tension from what mm-hmm. I understand. I haven't messed with it a ton. You adjust plunger tension for your left, right impact to, mm-hmm. uh, for how it reacts to paradox, whether it'll bend in a lot or, or give more resistance to the arrow. So I think mm-hmm. I'm going to run, I think I'm going to run this. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a trad setup, even though it's got lots of stuff off the side of it, but it's the same thing. I'll be running for bear bow this year. So, Nice. I don't really care. Yeah, but I'm pretty stoked about that. I'm uh, um, I can't say enough nice things about the uh, guys over at CD Archery with uh, Calvin and 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 all of them. They're they're good dudes. So CD Archery uh, WF19 with a Spigarelli rest and plunger uh, plunger button. I don't know exactly what the correct term for that is. Um, in the new backwoods composites that shall not be named yet limb that garrett came up with congrats <laughs> garrett because i'm pre- i'm 99.9 percent sure this is what sam is going to use so yes. uh yeah <laughs> for, for that you should get the get the brother-in-law price uh yeah, so 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 I those enough will, money not to say that i wouldn't pay full price for those limbs because oh probably, dude i, I definitely would but i would pay i would pay more than what sam is asking for those limbs on, yeah. because they're cheaper they're cheaper than everyone else it's stupid well, yeah they're they're going to be well don't put a price I, on I, it well, no, no, I, I'm no, I'm no, I'm not, I'm not putting a price on it. But what I'm saying is, like, they're I, I'm I don't. Okay, I'm just gonna say it. They're gonna be faster than anyone else if if Sam's calculator holds up, which based on my numbers and Rob's numbers, it will be uh, on the feedback that we gave him from the existing limbs and grams per pound that we were shooting. Uh, his calculator should be accurate, and if it is accurate, then a court. Then if you cross reference that with the stuff that Trav Lab has done for the Morrison Max Sixes, I think he's going to blow those out of the water by like a good ten feet per second. Like I don't think it's even going to be close. So with that being said, they're going to be faster. They're actually going to have like like real let off, and they're going to be cheaper. So and I I can if if anything comes from these limbs i feel like i can say they are more durable because the stuff the abuse that he has done he just shot it with a pellet gun he shot shot it with a pellet gun yeah he shot with shot it with with a damn pellet gun and then he just like shot it anyways and like and it didn't break like he drew he drew that thing to 42 inches 42 inches drew to 42 inches then shot it with pellet gun then shot an arrow and and it kept shooting like it's it's out dude it's outrageous i don't want to say too much because we're having a monsoon but yeah, yeah. anyway i'm shooting i'm shooting those limbs that's what's happening they're gonna be awesome everyone should pay full full price you should give sam a tip just because he's so nice <laughs> um arrows um i am shooting a prototype arrow from somebody else i'm not saying that to be like oh i'm shooting a prototype but i just i can't i can't say a ton about him and I just got like mega lucky and got like hooked up with the right guy at the right time and he's like hey I'm thinking about doing these arrows do you want to try and shoot some I was like yeah and then he gave them to me and I'm like these are really cool I want more <laughs> so I've got uh, a dozen of those on the way um, 
it's a prototype 245 uh, um, carbon taper arrow. So kind of similar to the uh, Momentum Blacks. Um, yep. uh, but I believe these also have a con- these are also a continuous taper. Okay. Uh, so uh, they're 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 pretty slick. And the man, I tell you what, the cool thing is the way that these are spined, he can get them to work with if you can like be fairly flexible with your point weight he can get them to work from uh like recurve bows all the way down to like 40 pounds up to like 60 to 65 pound compound bows out of one arrow Hmm. which is pretty pretty wild so it's it's pretty cool but anyway so i'm gonna be shooting those um they after everything uh with a two well uh the broadhead i'm gonna be shooting is a tough head 225 um, with a direct bond, um, uh, insert and sleeve from ethics archery. Uh, and I think after, after it's all said and done, uh, these are going to come right to about 625 grains, uh, which is, I think will be enough to knock the spots off a couple of fawns. Um, so, uh, if I'm shooting whitetail, I'm not, not terribly worried about it, but even then he, that's, uh, yeah, that's, um, I'm, changing approaches this year a little bit because I am going to try and shoot a recurve out of a tree stand. Um, I'm going to, uh, th- there's a couple of things I'm doing first. I thought I was going to buy like a bunch of hang on stands, but I think what I'm going to end up because I have a ton of ladder stands, but the problem with ladder stands and, uh, traditional bows is you have yeah. a big thing right in front of you. And I was like, I, I can't shoot out of these. But then I off. thought, yeah, yes, you can. You can just get an ankle grinder out there and cut that thing off. Uh, so because my, mine, it's like the cheap Walmart ones where it's all like one piece. It's not the adjustable one that goes up and down. So I'm just going to go out with an angle grinder probably in the next couple of weeks and just cut all the front of them off and just be done. Uh, so I'm doing that. The and then I wear your harness. Yep. Yeah. Man, that's a we, we need to have an episode talking about harnesses uh, for the whitetail guys because uh, up until two years ago, uh, I never wore a harness ever. And, and, but I, I've always hunted ladder stands. I've never hunted climbers or hang ons. Yeah. Uh, so I've, I've always felt pretty, you know, uh, confident going up and down. Uh, but even outside of that, that wasn't what scared me. I was up in a tree that it's a, it's a fairly tall ladder stand. It was like 20 feet like a legit 20 feet, not a Facebook 20 feet. And, uh, all these guys, oh, I sit 35 feet up. No, you don't. Uh, um, but, uh, it was on the side of a hill. So like looking down, like it legit was like a, th- probably a 30 foot fall because it's, I mean, it's, yeah. it's like, it's like right on by, the by side the of the hill. You fall forward. You'd have yeah. another five to 10 feet of elevation. Oh, easy, and... easy. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but this tree started rocking something fierce, like the wind picked up and like, I mean, the whole thing was shifting three or four feet back and forth. And I was like white knuckling, like, like turd pinching. Like I was freak. <laughs> I was freaking out. And, uh, and after I literally like went home and bought a harness cause I was like not doing that anymore. Uh, but then I got to thinking like, Oh, if the tree snaps and like, <laughs> and it comes down with me like it's gonna drag me down so that's kind of a catch-22 but um but yeah that's that's about all the like new gear i guess uh i, I am so i'm trying a new approach because the last couple of years i've had like really bad luck with not seeing as much deer as i've as i thought i should have seen 
traditionally on our farm, we have put stands over like, uh, um, you know, routine, uh, or community, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, community scrapes, uh, that like come back every year, uh, that we just, we know that they're there and, and we know the deer pass over these like certain knobs and places like that, but I just never seem to be in the right place at the right time. So this year I'm being much more sign oriented and I haven't even put up any trail cameras yet, which is like crazy of me because I normally run trail cameras all year, but I took them down, uh, after this winter, uh, just to get a few, uh, a few new cameras and change batteries and stuff. But I will be exclusively putting cameras and, uh, um, stands on sign. Uh, so if I see scrapes, yeah, rubs, new sign. Uh, Right. Yeah. New sign. So if I see newer, newer scrapes or big community rubs, or if I do some mock scrapes, I might put some cameras on that, but I'm going to, I'm going to be a little, a little bit more run and gun granted. I mean, as much as I can be with a, with a ladder stand, but frankly, they're, they're, they're not too hard to put up by yourself anymore because they break down into like two pieces. You tilt that thing up. If you, if you get like a hand winch by yourself, you can, you can put up just about any ladder stand in about 30 minutes. So it's not a real big deal. But, uh, yeah, so I'm going to, I'm going to do that this year. And, uh, I've also put in a, an application to hunt some public land here, like right next to my house. Uh, it's a draw in Missouri. I think they draw like 50 guys. So, uh, we'll see. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of excited about that because I've never like really hunted public land, uh, outside of a couple days. So we'll, uh, we'll see how that goes, but yeah, that's, uh, I guess that's my gear check. I don't. I don't know if I got anything else that was like terribly new, but got new boots. I've got those Mindles, Mindel boots that I bought from yeah. Cabela's, uh, but I'm still not sure how I feel about them. They're just heavy. They're big and they're heavy and I don't know. I don't know how I feel about them. I feel like I need different boots. I feel like I need something with like a slightly more athletic style fit. Yeah, that's actually how far you're going, but yeah. Yeah. Like that's... I guess I picked them up end of last year on like a like Christmas sale, but I picked up a pair of uh, the Cabela's Instinct boots, which is mm-hmm. uh, it's like a, a nice hiker that has like a, a built-in gator. And a lot of the properties mm-hmm. that I work, both public and private, are pretty swampy. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I have my rubber boots. I, I have two pairs of rubber boots, like a non-insulated and then, like, a, a heavy insulated for late season. Um, but they suck to walk, like, longer distances in or if you're doing any kind of inclines. And so I wanted to pick these up, and I got them, like, half price. So I, I snagged these, and I uh, tested them out in uh michigan at total archery challenge put 20 24 25 miles on them there up and down the ski hills and then i put another like 15 16 miles on them um up and down the bluff in iowa at that uh hunt that we did and i'm honestly in love with them Hmm. like no hot spots like no sore spots at all um and 
the only downside is the Gator is fully waterproof and it's not breathable. So hmm. you, if it's hot, hot, like the hog hunt, it was like mid nineties, like hundred percent humidity. It was stupid. Woof. Um, yeah, it sounds awful. That's why and, I don't live in the Midwest anymore. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so like my, I could tell that my, my body temp was higher than it probably could have been because right. from my knee down, I had no like ventilation. I had no movement. Hmm. Um, but I think that, you know, compared to like a rubber boot, it's, still comparable just it's not the same as like my normal hikers um but yeah very happy with those i'll be running those early season um i guess to to go back to the top um so i've got my rx3 uh 8030 that'll be uh throwing some grizzly stick 170s and i'll have some uh, rampage 150s mixed in there uh, both built to the 950 that I ran for the hog hunt. Oh, that's um, all? Just, yeah, not much. Okay. Um, they're flying at like yeah. 230. They're rookie numbers, kid. You got to bump those up. Bump those up. <laughs> um, but I've got, uh, I guess, both those shafts. I have uh, two sets, one that uh, is set up for 200 grain heads, and one that's set up for 315s. Um, they're within like five grains of each other total weight, which is nothing at that weight. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's, I've got uh, the new Alaskans that I'll be running. Um, sent one of those through my pig, and it did very well. I, I love that head. Yeah. Um, it, and, uh, it looked like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that one went lengthwise on that Russian. It broke uh, the side of the large vertebrae in the neck, uh, crossed over, and then exited through the hip and out the ham. And uh, yeah, not a, I mean, not a scratch on it. It was, <laughs> it was beautiful. Um. So those will probably be my primaries. I'll I still have a bunch of the Maasai's that uh, I'll probably have mixed in there just because I still like those. Um, but uh, right now I've got my longbow set up. Um, that's that like hill style flat bow, um, seventy six pounds. Um, that one is running a seven eighty five grain carnivore. Uh, with the direct bond uh, system for tough heads, I got the tough head 225 on there, and uh, tested that one again at that hog hunt, and did did very well. Um, that's had, uh, I mean, really no damage. I had one that lodged in like the base of the like neck. Um, in the spine on uh, like hard quarter away shot that ended up uh, coming off of the the direct bond when the when the pig rolled mm -hmm. and uh, that head got a little messed up when uh, 
the ranch hand split the pig after skinning it because it was in there and he, you know, took a sawzall down mm-hmm. the spine. <laughs> um, so there's a little bit of chatter on that one. <laughs> oh, Gee, if it, if it, honestly, if it I, even survived a sawzall, that's pretty damn I, Honestly, I'm probably going to be taking my 50 grit and just cleaning that one up. Like, it's honestly not bad. It just got, like, burned up on, on the edge. Um, but so those will be the two setups. Um, assuming that I have Sam's bow, then I'll probably set that long bow down and I'll probably be putting something very similar together with that tough head for Sam's bow. Um, cause I've got that, uh, single piece coming. Um, but, uh, tested out some new clothes, uh, both tack and, uh, the hunt, um, I've been slowly acquiring uh, some gear from NUMA the last couple of years. And uh, I I guess I started picking up their uh, base layers first uh, just to complement the, the stuff that I had. Um, but this last winter I picked up their uh, Gunnison Merino hoodie, the Tenacity Cool Core shirt, and the Tenacity pants, which is all their early season uh, gear. And, uh, wore that for tech and for the pig hunt. And I mean, no issues at all. Um, it's a very light pattern, um, which I actually like, like white tail tree stand hunting. If you do have any skyline, it, I think that it'll help. Um, but there's enough, uh, texture in it. Mm-hmm. That like when we were on the hog hunt, um, that's I, we had just shot a pig, and I heard something moving a couple hundred yards off, and so I kind of worked my way down this ridge, and uh, was probably hundred yards, maybe a hundred yards away, and it ended up being a, a cow elk that was down in this like ravine, um, but like as soon as I got a little bit of distance and was like in and out of the the shadows in in the i mean it's all like hardwood like so you got like spotty light and all the guys were just kind of like like we weren't sure about that camel pattern but you just kind of disappeared hmm like oh cool perfect yeah i saw i saw a picture of you uh in it and I wouldn't have initially thought, but this just goes to show how like the human mind works with camo and like, yeah, I don't know how much it actually doesn't matter that it like it's better to create. It's better to Disrupt. be a, dis- a disturbance yeah. than to quote unquote blend in. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, and that's I mean, like their pattern was actually put together by like outdoor like photographer, videographer uh, guys that live and you know understand all these different color patterns and so their their goal was to kind of put together a pattern that just worked for anything um and at least in my opinion i think they've done a pretty good job on it we'll see Mm -hmm. uh i guess putting it to use here this fall but uh definitely happy with it i'd put it on the same level as like your first light and uh you know sitka and you know stuff like that it's I've messed with I guess I haven't personally owned first light, but I've messed with most of those and uh that's 
it's it's nice stuff. Um, but yeah, aside from that, uh, nothing else really new. Um, that's I got cameras out. Um, that's I'll actually be uh, running north this Friday to swap cards and see what activity I've got in my normal areas and uh, do some scouting to see if uh, anything, any patterns have really changed from the last two years. It's a fairly large couple chunks of public that is yeah. pretty low pressure because um, it's it's in the middle of nowhere and it's like the majority of this public is uh, kind of landlocked with private stuff. So there's there's some different access points, but like we access from like a 10-acre private that my father-in-law owns. And the next, mm-hmm. you know, from that couple of stretches of property, the next closest access point is like 500 acres away, 600 acres away. And it's like a there's like a swamp in the middle of it, so not too many people cross into our like 400 of it. So hmm. it's a uh, it's a slick slick little area that uh, last year we had uh, like six or seven bucks that were like around the years. Um, I ain't bad. Like nine, ten point. I think the biggest was like a twelve, but yeah. Yeah, they're they, starting to sprout right now. They, I see they people disappeared into the swamp early last year and just never, like, like saw them at a distance a couple of times early season, and then they just disappeared. Yeah. So we'll see if uh, the wolves didn't get them and uh, see see what's still roaming around, hopefully. Yeah. Well, that's uh, I, I mean, you've got some big body deer up there, too. Those aren't... Uh, those yeah. aren't the German shepherds that you see down in uh, down south. They're they're big they're big deers. Yeah, I mean northern Wisconsin, you know, it's I mean any of your northern deer are typically a little bit bigger. Um, you know, it's not. Uh, I mean, some of your southern areas can get some some real fat deer just because of the amount of food from agriculture and stuff, but. That's, I mean, a lot of the, the mature bucks are, you know, north of 200 pounds. So that's a, that's a monster here in Missouri, oh, well, especially yeah. down where I hunt because they're all acorn fed deer. You get up to Iowa and out to Kansas, then, you know, that's, that's not out of the question for sure. It's all those corn fed deer that just eat, eat the farm food all, all year yeah. long, but that's uh, a, yeah, that's, I mean, like when I say that, like, I mean, that's looking at like your, your actually mature deer, right? You know, um, you know, four or five year old. Um, but yeah, I mean, even like the does that I've shot in like cent- central Wisconsin, I mean, we're on the hoof, you know, 130 to 150. Right. So yeah, that's it's still pretty big. It's not a small one. I've seen a lot of people are like, Oh, it's two hundred and fifty pound deer and I'm like, That's not even close to two hundred and fifty pounds. <laughs> that, <laughs> that was actually one thing that I was 
I found funny is like you always see stuff like that, like uh, Troy with uh, Ranch, Troy Ranch Ferry always talks about mm-hmm. it with people talking about pigs. And yep. like, yep. I mean, all of our pigs were weighed as soon as they were shot. Anyway, right. Know, because we were paying by the pound. Um, and so it was like, yeah, you know, people questioning were like, yeah, I mean, the lightest pig was 250. The heaviest was 307. Right. Like they weren't small, <laughs> but yeah. like you compare that 307 to some of the pigs that you see on Facebook that you are saying, oh yeah, it's 300 pounder. Well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It looks kind of like a 150 to me there, bud. Unless it carries its weight a little bit differently than... Uh, it's just very I, I mean, dense. It's very dense. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> super dense. The, the most dense thing you've, you've ever seen. I um, remembered uh, something else that I bought earlier. Oh, well, well by all means. One more thing. <laughs> I just... I just found I found some uh, outdoor research gators. I can't remember which ones they are. I'll have to look it up. Okay, um, explain to my stupid Midwestern self the point of gators because I don't, as you two know, uh, I suffer from uh, um, SMD sh- uh, short man dysfunction. <laughs> uh, so basically like any pants that I buy, unless it's a small, which I don't wear small pants, uh, they are too long. Um, so I would think that if you wore gaiters, it would kind of like help like hike those up like a little bit if you aren't blousing them in your boot, but maybe, um, maybe wrong. I've looked more, at gaiters. I mean, it does. Purpose, so. Yeah, it would definitely like you can. Yeah, it would. You could cause you to the bottom. They would rub less, I guess. Like they'd be more controlled. Yeah. With the gator. But I got gators for like if I hunt the west side at all, I got gators for that. And I had some of the little short first light ones and they were nice. Um, But they weren't waterproof at all. So Mm -hmm. I got them for like to be waterproof and also to keep dirt and rocks out of my boots. Because when you side hill a lot, a lot of the time you'll get dirt and rocks in your boots if you're not wearing gaiters at least i do maybe i'm doing it wrong but yeah that was the only reason but i found them on like rei was having a clearance sale a couple weeks ago and i got they're the verglass gators verglass all right i'll talk those anyways i got them for like they were half off so usually they're 65 bucks and i got them for uh 31 32 yeah, that so, works. Man, I I need to yeah. buy that uh, your that lifetime membership to REI, like for it's real. Twenty dollars. Stop being cheap. Uh, well, I, it's not. Well, <laughs> the last time we went in there, we we're doing it to. Uh, I was trying to buy a a Camelback, mm. and all the Camelbacks they well they didn't have Camelback. All they had were like Osprey and a couple other brands, but they were all just like crazy expensive compared to what I was actually looking for. Mm-hmm. And uh, they definitely and, sell and, camelback there, so I don't know. Do what they, you maybe, 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 maybe you're in the wrong area. <laughs> no, no, I was. Uh, I even asked them, but they didn't. Oh. They didn't have much. You mm-hmm. have to remember, I, I live in Missouri. I don't live That's in. True. You know, this isn't uh, the REIs in Colorado and and you know everywhere else out west. Uh, so yeah, even the crappy REIs, 
like I say crappy, but like the smaller ones here have quite a bit of stuff. But I oh, see there's there's the one Pacific Northwest. So right. Yeah. Where they your REIs are probably as common as Walmart's out there where we have yeah, one of. There's the like, entire city. You know, say there's. Seven or eight of them, I think, Jeez. in the Portland area. That's wild. Yeah. But everyone does it. Everyone gets outside. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, but anyway, I was I was looking for. Uh, a camelback style thing and i think i actually did end up buying camelback but i wasn't you know uh dedicated to the brand i was just looking for a uh a water bladder a hydrating pack yeah yeah and um couldn't find one there that i wanted to buy so uh, i just i ended up walking out but no i i definitely want to uh get some of their uh lightweight uh, hiking stuff so we're we're gonna buy the membership and i just haven't gotten around to it yet so I need to do it for the next handy. And if you actually spend money there or whatever, like you do get stuff back, like you get money back. I think I only spent maybe like a couple hundred bucks there overall of last year. And I got like I had like $11 or 12 bucks one of the times when I went in there to spend money. Mm-hmm. Which was like, it's a nice surprise because I totally forget about it. Like they send you emails and tell you that your dividend, like they give you a dividend for. Oh yeah, because it's yeah. a co-op. It's the right? co-op, yeah. So they they pay you, or they give you your dividend or whatever. And they like I was I had to buy I think I was buying some strap material or something for. I know I was buying bungee cord and something else, and they're like the lady was like, "Oh, it's eight dollars, but you have eleven bucks in your dividend. You want to use it?" I'm like, "Well, shit, yeah, I want to use it." Yeah, hook that <laughs> up, lady. I think I've got a decent amount of Cabela's bucks right now. That I haven't uh, haven't used yet. I'm waiting on the right item to pop up to use it on. Yeah. So that's I guess back to your anyway. question. Like for me, I work a lot of like I, like I said, a lot of like swampy, like wetland type stuff, mm-hmm. and so it's a lot of tall grass and a lot of you know potentially walking through standing water. Mm-hmm. And so like, oh, that's another thing. I also wear a short boot. Oh, short by yeah. like I wear an eight-inch boot instead of like a eleven. Yeah. So yeah, the gators. Yeah, just a quick run through like a creek or something. Yeah, I'd like to stay dry and not have to take my boots off. Yep. Um. So like the ones that I have are built into the boot, so it makes you know it's a like eight-inch boot that I have full waterproof coverage up to my knee. Um, and it's just uh, fabric up to my knee. So there's full flexibility. There's full, you know, there's no restriction of movement with it, which I, I like. Um, and it's just lighter. Um, but like even just like early mornings walking through tall grass, like here you can have such a temperature swing in the fall where pre-dawn yep. it's near freezing and then you know noon it's 60 70 degrees and then you get close to dark again and you're back down to almost freezing so like if you're walking out and your pants get soaked from walking through this tall grass then all morning you're cold you know whereas if if you have yeah. a gator or something on 
or like if I was wearing like my my knee high rubber boots, then you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, that's uh, I kind of I switched to rubber boots for turkey hunting just because you walk in and in the spring it's yep. the dew is just everywhere, and I didn't have a waterproof boot uh, uh, the last couple of years before I got these. Uh, um, what are they? Lacrosses, and I, I'd walk in. By the time I would either get to where I was going to sit down or my blind or whatever, my feet would just be completely soaked, and then it was just miserable walking around the rest of the day. So, I'm all about that waterproof life if you can. Yeah, it's just versatile. I mean, yeah, that's if you do get into a little bit of water, at least your feet aren't going to be wet. Yeah. Cool. Well, do we have anything? Uh, do we have anything else to touch on? I know we had tried to. We had planned on trying to keep this one a little bit shorter. I think yeah, we're like an hour and we, a half. I think after the break, I think yeah, we'll probably be a little, a little under an hour and a half. I think if we uh, uh, combine the up. two yeah. editings, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I, I anything think, else? Uh, I think that's pretty much it. Um, well, cool. I guess the one other yeah, thing like that the... I, I could mention. Um, one I last thing was able to. Uh, play around with some glory knocks on the hunt. Okay, yeah, talk about that because um, yeah, we, I, we, we covered it a bit been, in, been... the, in the recording that we did there. Um, okay, but I guess which I think will be out next week. By the way, yeah, people. I think so. Uh, I think the video is going to be ready for then. So, um, but I have always liked the idea of a lighted knock, especially for uh trying to film it all um but i have honestly hated like every lighted knock that i've tried like nocturnal is the only one that i've kind of had decent luck with but it was still questionable man um, i've seen too many people end up splitting them for me to have like a ton of yeah like I had even just like half flight dozen brand new ones split in half, so no way. Yeah, that's even like flight consistency with like knock flex. Um, mm, most of your yeah. lighted knocks are thinner knocks, like the actual like uh, outer material, because they have stuff inside of them, right? Right, um, and so you end up getting flex, and then that causes inconsistencies in launch and you know, other little variations. Um, and I guess the first thing that really kind of caught me with the glory knock was, um, it is slightly larger than most. Um, that's, it was snug in my existing knock, uh, existing, uh, loop. Um, but that was because the knock itself was, more reinforced um that's i mean no adjustments i literally i pulled my knockout i put one of these in and i took a test shot uh like the night before we were hunting and i mean it was no difference just laser and i went all right cool and that's we all were kind of playing with them we had I think one, we had one arrow that uh, had it in and it didn't pass through and the pig rolled and that knock ended up bending, 
but it still was fully functional. It still turned on and off like it was supposed to. Hmm. Um, and then I had one, the one that I, I shot uh, broadside or like a uh, slight quarter to um, on my Russian pass through and uh, hit a rock face. And uh, that one snapped. That one blew up. But honestly, I kind of would expect pretty much any knock to to come apart on that kind of a hard impact with a high front and center shaft. Yeah, um, I won't really blame a knock for that one. So outside of those two, the rest of them all performed very well. Um, it, it definitely piqued my interest. Hmm. Um, well, I know they've been hyped a lot, so... I, yeah, uh, that's, I know they had some issues on their first big run, um, but from what I've seen, they've they've you know corrected those and handled the situation that was going on. And uh, that's I'll probably be trying to pick up some to play with this fall. Yeah, has anyone here Ooh, me- messed around with Fire Knock? I'm looking at them right now, but maybe if Glory Knock would make a damn micro knock. They just released that. one, I believe. I don't see it on their website, Rob. I could have sworn I saw it on Facebook uh, yesterday or the day before. How does that help me? To the Facebooks. <laughs> yeah. You know. But, uh, yeah, so- something different. It's a you know, newer company, but uh, it's caught my interest. I'd try some. They've got to be better than... Yeah, yes, they, definitely first impression products. was better than any of the other knocks that I've dealt with. What do they weigh? Do you know? Uh, the, um, like X knock was 21. That's actually pretty light. All things considered. Say, Most I, of it was like two or like three grains later than, than one of the guys nocturnals. Yeah. So, yeah. Nocturnals are like 24, 25 grains. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. They are, they are making a one six, six in at least in green Garrett. So I see that. All right, I'll stop talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> I need to. I mean, I really need to try some uh, uh, fire knocks. Yeah, I mean, I Dorge, I'm looking at, but Dorge makes very good stuff. It's just expensive. Yeah, and, it, and when it's I'm something not, that I'm not like, I like, I like that you can about. replace the. You can replace the battery. Yeah, like it's still yeah. the same knock. It's just you yeah. replace the battery. Yeah. That's the that's every time I've like I end up not using a knock anymore. It's because or why did knock anymore? It's because the battery went dead and right. I don't know. I I, I I haven't I haven't shot a lighted knock probably in a year and a half, two mm-hmm. years, uh, probably a year and a half. And uh, uh, I, I I need to I need to get back into it. I know it's it's not trad, but I'm going to I'm going to put them on my trad uh, trad arrows for sure. So. I need to find something. We'll see. Oh, actually, you know what? No, we're not going to talk about it while we're recording. We're going to talk about it after I stop <laughs> recording. Uh, there, there's, there's, well, there's something new coming out that I'm, I'm kind of interested in. We're going to have this person on to talk about stuff, including, I'm sure, that new product that's coming out. I'm already saying too much. I'm going to stop. Okay. Uh, anything else? I think we're good. I don't think so. All right, cool. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in. Until next time, stay lethal, and don't forget the olive oil.